Mutiny Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm wonderful, Paul. You? I am doing great. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. You know, for the purposes of showmanship. Okay. Yeah. For the purposes of the pod, yeah. <laughs> everything is great. Mm-hmm. For the purposes of life, fine. You know me, keeping yeah. it 80. Okay. Paul keeps a solid 80, 24 7, 3, 6, 5. I'm so mediocre, even my blood type is B minus. <laughs> yes, Paul. Well said. Well done. Uh, lift my spirits, Kirk. Give Paul. me give me something to listen to or see. I need a Kirk's Rex. I got two Rex and mm-hmm. a revelation. And a revelation. I have a revelation. Re- You're not gonna talk to me about the Bible, are you? You you didn't get you didn't get born again. Paul Scientology <laughs> is right outside your Ooh, door. Ooh, we're gonna do. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do an audit. Yes. Okay. Give me your hands. Well, let's start with the wrecks. I got two wrecks. Mm-hmm. Uh, two wrecks that are kind of outside my realm, but fascinating nonetheless. I just finished watching the Sparks documentary on Netflix. Right, we talked about them in a recent episode. For very some well, yeah, very. I did because it, it was off brand. Off brand. Off brand, and I like. Here's what I'm. This isn't part of the revelation. But I, uh, the documentary is great, directed mm-hmm. by Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver and all that. So it's a great documentary. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Great. Well done. Lots of stars in it, like Jason Schwartzman, Beck, mm-hmm. uh, Jane Whedon. Uh, I tons, love all of them. Tons of people. Uh, DJ Lance Rock. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sparks is one of those groups. They're they're uh they're musicians musicians. Yes, Patton Oswalt's and then you love yeah. That makes sense that yes. he likes Sparks. And everyone loves them. Yeah. And what I'm realizing is I like about seven percent of their music. Seven, not seventy. No seven. Seven percent. Okay. I really like. And the rest I'm like, this is not for I don't hate, it's mm-hmm. not for me. But I'm just so impressed with how they're just like yeah, we're still here. Yeah, they're unique. Yeah. Um, we like. Yeah, we we talked about them on the show. I've never liked. Yeah. Any sparks that I've encountered, and I can despite them why. being on paper a band that I should like. Yes, on paper you should be a fan. Yeah. When I live, they like it's a deep dive, and they go over kind of every album. They have like twenty five albums. Yeah. And I'm realizing I like about two of their albums, two and a half. That's because it's all from the 80s. Yeah. And they were going for an 80s sound. But what I like about them is I didn't know that they were huge in Europe. Oh, are they? They're from Santa Monica. They were Mm -hmm. born and raised in Santa Monica, California. Mm -hmm. I thought they were like either European or like Midwest. Yeah. Just weird guys. But no, they're just like beach guys. I thought they were New Yorkers. Yeah, they're like beach kids. Yeah. And they tried hard to be big in America. Couldn't do it. Became big in Europe, hmm. went back to America, got a little big, and then kind of fell back, and then went back to Europe and got big again. Yeah. So, like, in Germany, they're, like, gods. Okay. Which is just really interesting. So I always like that story. Yeah. When some act that you vaguely know and never really made it, like, it turns out they're huge elsewhere. Yeah. It's it's a good, fun documentary. It's really well done. Yeah. They're fascinating. Uh, my other wreck, this is going to get weirder, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Nothing But a Good Time. It's a book. It's the oral history of rock and roll in the 80s. Oh, okay. I thought it was just going to be just um, poison. poison. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's an it's oral like history. like you read the, or- the poison oral history? <laughs> Who are you, Kurt? You know what? I would read the shit out of that. This book is great. It's yeah. a fast read. It's the oral history of glam rock in the 80s. Mm-hmm. A hair rock. Hair metal. A hair metal. Thank yeah. you. And the, here's the things that I've learned. 
that I'm like, oh, wow. Um, first of all, I love in this book, like the forward and everyone in it was like, yeah, we weren't like kids who just kind of stumbled into something like we were doing art class and we became a, a band. We all just wanted to be rock stars. Yeah, that's that's the that's what hair metal is the paradigm of. Like, yeah. doesn't have anything to do with music. It's dudes who wanted to be rock stars. Yeah, they all wanted to be rock stars. They wanted so, to do drugs and get laid. Yeah, so there was no pretense of like, hey, it's about the music. Yeah, and that's <laughs> literally the book. And particularly, and this made me have a new appreciation for Poison. Mm-hmm. Poison was like, yeah, we weren't great by yeah. far. We weren't that great at all, but we just wanted it so bad that they would just do anything to become famous. And they would yeah. work so hard, not at the music, just at being famous. At fame. Yeah. There is, I do have a certain amount of respect. Like, I prefer shitty butt rockers who are completely self-aware about who and what they are than to, like, up their own ass, pretentious 70s prog rockers who think that what they're doing is capital I important. Yes. You know? Yeah, and they don't want to be liked. They just want to be respected. No, everyone just wanted to be popular. Because even if I don't like the music of hair metal, that is truer to the spirit of rock and roll Mm. than... Yes. Pretentious art rock. I agree. And that's that was the appeal of the book. Yeah. And then just learning things like, you know, when you think it's particularly a lot of these bands, any band, rock and roll band, you think they're like, we're like a gang. We came together and we're just, we're doing it, man. We're a unit. Yeah. Not hair metal. Like, yeah. all everybody in the 80s. Selfish. Like they, everyone was selfish, but everyone was like, they would form like loose bands and then they'd be like, okay, well, I'm leaving. I want out. And they're like, okay, let's get someone else. Yeah. So there was a lot of switching back and forth between LA uh, hair metal bands. Yeah. That you're like, oh, I thought they were all just like, no, we're a band. We're going to do it together. No. Just like, it's whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. And here's the most fascinating Slash auditioned for Poison. Wow. And didn't make it. Because <laughs> he wasn't like good looking enough. Kind not, of. Not pretty enough? Kind of. Yeah. Like, he came in, and everyone kind of knew each other. Too like, dark. Slash was, like, killing it. Yeah. And then CC came in, who was not as good. Yeah. And he came in with a whole look. Yeah. And so they all went, well... It's a better cultural fit. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Slash is, like, amazing. Yeah. But CC has the look, so we're going to go with CC. But, like, that's the right decision. Yeah. Because CC belongs in Poison, and Slash belongs in Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah, and it so it worked yeah. out. And even Guns N' Roses, you know, I know it was two bands put together, but it wasn't even that. It was like two bands put together, and then like a couple other people came in, and mm-hmm. a couple of people. So it's just more like this collective of people that want to be famous. Yeah, people with names like Steve and Duff. Yeah, <laughs> Duff and Izzy, Izzy, Axel, and Slash. Yes, what a cool band they were. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun. Fun read. Save me some time. Who's not an asshole? <laughs> Who's not an asshole? Yeah. Is John Bon Jovi. Yeah, I was just talking about Bon Jovi with uh, my mom recently. I was I went on vacation to visit my family back home. Mm-hmm. And somehow Bon Jovi came up or I made a crack about mm-hmm. one of their songs or something like that. She was like, you know what? I've always liked Bon Jovi. He just seems like a nice man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he always has seemed like just a regular guy. Apparently, he was very nice to all his opening acts. So yeah. Cinderella over him, and he was like, hey, if you need extra rehearsal time, 
let us know. Yeah. We'll hook you up. Vixen opened for them and they're like, hey, if anything goes wrong, come see me. I'll take care of it. But it makes sense because he's not a Southern California hair metal guy. He's a nice Italian boy from New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Who was raised right. Probably exactly. had a nice Nana who taught him to be <laughs> polite. Yeah. You know? So he was a good dude who's a dick. Not really a dick, but you're like, you got a chip on your shoulder, dude, is Kip Winger. Of course. Okay, yeah, sure. He's real bitter because he's like, I'm a classically trained musician. <laughs> and like... People just ignored that because of, like, my looks. Yeah. That's basically his attitude. Okay. And I'm like, oh, shut up, dude. Well, everyone else who's an asshole is probably just unapologetically and self in a self-aware way an asshole. Yeah. 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 But nothing but a good time was, mm-hmm. a, was a good time. That's the right name for it's, that documentary. It, it is. Right name for, it's a book. So, yeah. Or a history book. Great. A book. Yeah. Uh, my Revelation. Oh, I'm dying to know what this even means. What do you like after all or dislike after all? <laughs> I'm really, really interested in seeing the Beatles documentary. Which one? The it's anthology? Do, no, the, the one, one that's ass. coming out like this year. Oh, there's another new one coming it's out? It's like, okay. uh, it's directed by Peter Jackson. A weird. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I think it's called Get Back. No, it's Get Back. Okay. Yeah. So it's Get Back from their last album. It's, mm-hmm. it's, they had all this footage of them recording their last album. Oh, so it's a documentary just about Let It Be? Just about Let It Be. Okay. Weird, since there's already the movie Let It Be that they made while they made Let It Be. I think this is all the footage that like, never made it. There's yeah. like hours of footage. So this is like them breaking up is what it is. Yes. Yeah. And them working together. And uh, yeah, Peter Jackson, you know, Lord of the Rings guy. Um, Heard of it? Yeah. Never saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I see it once and uh, you don't really need it. Yeah. Be- all right, Peter Jackson, being a movie. The Beatles, Get Back. Yeah. Documentary. Because uh, that was supposed to be the name of that album. Yeah, the working title of Get Back. Yeah. So basically, draws from material originally captured for the documentary. So it's like all this unearthed footage. Yeah. I didn't even know about it. Of course, I will see it. And it looks Why do you want to see this Beatles <clears throat> documentary and not other Beatles documentaries? Because I want to see the ending. You want to watch them die? <laughs> yes. <laughs> watch them die. And also, I I distinctly do not like early Beatles stuff. Yeah. But later Beatles stuff, I'm a little more into. Let It Be is underrated. There's great stuff on there. Yeah. And uh, that makes sense to me that it's half... I want to watch them drown in acrimony yes. and break up on yeah. camera. And half, eh, the later stuff's not as bad as the early, like, you know, Merseyside stuff. Yeah, so I can suffer through their awful music <laughs> while watching them break up. Yeah. But I'm really interested in it. And also just seeing how, like, how they are in a studio, how they record, and, and seeing who's being bossy now. Yeah, I, it's, to me, it's uncomfortable to watch them when they don't like each other anymore. And they're just like... You know, bitter old married oh. polyamorous, you know. That's funny. You'd rather see them when everything's great and happy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's weird from you. Well, I love them. It's like watching it's like okay. watching your parents fight and That's get divorced. True. Like I don't want to see the footage of them. You know what yes. I mean? It can makes I, yeah. And so, I come listen- on, guys. You guys can work it out. Come on. Like, <laughs> you'd be fine. You're yeah. the Beatles. Where I'm like, oh, let me see it. I'm not invested. Poor in Ringo. 
Come like, on, break. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Here's what's even weirder. So I think it's like a, it's like a six part documentary, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Peter Jackson, on Disney Plus. Sure, because why not? What does that even make sense? I don't know. They just had that. I still haven't seen it. The Rick Rubin interviews Paul about the Beatles. I refuse to watch that fucking. Which is on shit. Hulu. That looks uh, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and Hulu had that other Beatles documentary. I think it was called Eight Days a Week. That was oh, like two oh, years ago. Too many Beatles documentaries. So I don't know how, how who gets the rights to yeah. which. Whatever. I'll watch them anywhere. Yeah. But when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, Peter Jackson, the Beatles. No. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, oh. This looks interesting. This looks really interesting. So I'm going to watch. You should watch more Beatles documentaries. Let's not get carried away. Well, in the sense that, like, I watch the Eagles documentary. I watch a Frank Zappa documentary. Like, it's not, even if you don't like the music, it's a music documentary. Will you watch the Sparks documentary? Plus, I want to trick you into liking (laughs) the Beatles. Because I think that you think of the Beatles as, like, the Please Please Me. Yes. Beatlemania Beatles. Which is just one finger on the five-fingered hand of the Beatles. I mean, to me, they've got two fingers on that hand. There's the... That sound and then yeah. the hippie sound, and that's all they have. That's, they're not even a hippie sound. Oh, they co-opted the hippie sound. It's not like they're doing Are You Going to San Francisco. The Beatles were doing their own thing. I mean, John was <laughs> biting from Bob Dylan yeah, and everyone else and just being an unoriginal hack, but... <laughs> you're, not, <laughs> and you're just saying that because you love Paul. I mean, I'm not... John is my least favorite Beatle. You take Ringo over him? Yeah. Do you take Pete Best over him? I take Stu Sutcliffe over him. <laughs> I take. Yeah. Don't at me. The Sid Vicious of the Beatles. I <laughs> uh, had the good sense to die before they could get popular. Died a legend. No, Stu was cool. If you look at any of the of the pictures of the Beatles before they got famous, before they put on the suits and got the bull haircuts mm-hmm. and they had like... Um, you know, like moosed like up hair and wearing leather jackets. Yeah. Stu was always like the best looking one. He was one wearing the shades. He oh, was the okay. coolest one. I think I know what you're talking about. He, but it's just that he couldn't play bass and he was like John's friend from school. Oh. But he was the cool one. He was the cool one, but yeah. couldn't play. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, it's a revelation. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to make, I've made the decision. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. Moving on, yeah. No one. We're gonna play the music trivia quiz in a little bit, okay? But no one's winning candy tonight. No, there's no candy on the table tonight. I don't see any figuratively or literally. I didn't even want to bring it out to taunt us. I don't even see your spoils, your, uh, your wrappers, right? Because look, we're we're in a new season now. Last That's week right. we did our our B sides episode. Yeah. That was our season ender, and we're also in a place uh, in the. Music trivia quiz where you've won one. Yeah. So no matter who wins tonight, there's no candy. We, yeah. we need three in a row to win. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't want either of us to walk away from the episode empty-handed. Mm-hmm. I've been winning so many in a row that Bragging I feel like it. it's just become part of the show that someone gets something. Yeah. So let's do trading card corner. Fuck yeah, let's do trading card corner. Woo woo! We're so used to opening packs of things yes. after my long now winning streak. Now it's become streak. a thing. I've got a fresh pack of Pro Set Superstars music cards from Uh, 1991. Yeah. Factory sealed. Uh, For anyone who's listening who has not heard us do this segment before, we're going to open this pack. We're going to draw cards randomly and just see who we get. And then when we've gone through all the cards, we'll trade with each other 
to try and get the cards and we it's want. Fun. Yeah. Speaking of, it's funny because some of the bands that are in the book, we have cards for that are in that hair metal band. I'm like, oh my oh, god, they have a card. That who we hadn't heard, yeah. like King's X and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, Britney Fox and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of hair metal bands in this set from 1991 who were like flashes in the pan at the moment yeah. and then sort of disappeared and, yeah. and neither of us maybe they're in the book out. yeah okay cool uh, so right. maybe you'll be able to school me about maybe because now I'm an expert I'm going to give you first choice alright I'm going to go right here okay who'd you get <laughs> speaking of yeah. Europe oh they did the final countdown yeah right? I hate that yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, the final countdown 1986 skyrocketed four singles including Carrie that song is a travesty. Mm-hmm. Including America's top 10 for Europe, a Swedish quintet already well recognized across the sea. Originally known as Force, kind of like Force better. Yeah. They changed their name after winning a televised amateur competition against 400 other bands. Wow. Wow. Members Joey Tempest on vocals, Key Marcella on guitar, Mick Michelli on keyboards. John Levin on bass and Ian Haugland on drums. And you said they're Swedish. They are Swedish. Okay. okay. I didn't. I didn't. I never even knew for sure whether they were European because because who knows? Asia's not Asian. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's they're, a cool pick. It's a good pick because they're they're in front of like a bunch of broken glass, so that's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, that's on Carrie's. I only know the final countdown, Oof. which I never liked until Arrested Development made it Job's theme. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I will play Carrie and you will fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Yeah. Let's see who I get. Okay. Oh, I got one of the historic concerts with the with the concert oh. poster on the... I can't I see what it is. I don't even know what that is. Historic concert from August 22nd through 27th, 1967. It's the Paul Butterfield Blues Band at the Fillmore Auditorium. Oh boy. Oh boy. San Francisco. Perhaps the first group of American white musicians to popularize the work of many unrecognized black blues artists. The Paul Butterfield Blues Band, in the same time period as Eric Clapton and Cream, sparked a massive wave of interest in blues music that spawned dozens of terrible white blues bands. <laughs> And brought much-deserved recognition to blues masters like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf by stealing their work. Butterfield (laughs) and Company was one of the first groups to play the blues at rock tempo and at high volume, which pleased the crowds at Bill Graham's Fillmore Auditorium. The band featured both Butterfield's harmonica and the stinging guitar of Michael Bloomfield. That's a lot of copy for that card. That was. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. If you're... A 14-year-old kid in 1991. Yeah. You can be like, pitch. Like, I'm like, what kid is going to want that card? No, yeah, I feel like that's like the art director was a big Paul Butterfield yeah. fan. It was like, Kids can learn. I'm going to put one of, one of my favorites <laughs> in here. I'm going to sneak it in there. This one's for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's All getting right. pitched <laughs> when you're a kid. Take right, your pick. I don't want to look at the bottom. Okay. Cheat. Okay. What? Who? You don't know? No. 24-7 Spies. They look cool. They look cool, and that's a cool name, but I've never heard of 24 them. 24-7 Spies, yeah. Y-Z, S-P-Y-Z. Yeah. Never heard of them ever. Let's find out who they are. The South Bronx Quartet 24-7 Spies 
served up a wonderfully uncategorizable music gumbo of punk, funk, rock, metal, hip-hop, reggae, and gospel styles. What? Okay, so Fishbone? Yeah, right? <laughs> We're a new kind of band, says frontman Peter, Fl- Peter Fluid. Albums. Harder Than You, 1989, and Gumbo Millennium, 1990. <laughs> this all sounds made up. This sounds fake. This sounds like a band someone made up for a comedy sketch. Yeah. Members, Peter Fluid Vocals, Jimmy Hazel Guitar, Rick Scatori Bass, and Anthony Bigfoot Johnson on Drums. This is fascinating. I feel confident that this is going to be a strong love them or hate, hate them band. Oh, yeah. Where we're not just going to be like, meh, but like... Yeah. We're going to be blown away and wonder how we never heard of them or else it's going to be the worst thing we've ever I'm going to guess that I hate them and you like yeah. them. <laughs> I think we'll both hate them. That sounds a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't like fishbone, so if they sound like fishbone. I like some fishbone. Yeah. Surprised you don't like fishbone. Yeah, they're... Fishbone is like if the chili peppers didn't suck. Oh, I'd take the chili peppers over fishbone. Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, I would. Come on. Okay, yeah. but 24-7 Spies is a cool name. That's a great name. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, MC Hammer. Oh, which one? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. He's like in the middle of his yeah, dance move. harem pant shuffle yeah. in this because it is 1991. And there are like s- s- several different MC Hammer yeah. cards in the set because he, he, this is the peak of MC Hammer. As a teenager, Kirk Burrell, that's MC Hammer. Yeah. It's actually Stanley Kirk Burrell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, worked as an office assistant and bat boy for the Oakland A's baseball team and phoned play-by-plays to owner Charlie Finley's office in Chicago. Players took the boy under their wing and Pedro Garcia of the Milwaukee Brewers dubbed him the Little Hammer because of his resemblance to home run champ Hammerin' Hank Aaron. Yes. I don't think I ever knew that that's where MC Hammer oh, got his name. Yeah, he, they, he looks similar to Hank Aaron, so like you're a little hammer and became Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Big baseball fan, Hammer. Uh, I knew that he worked for the Oakland A's. Yeah. I remember that factoid from when I was a kid, but yeah. didn't know about his nickname. All right. Pick in here. <laughs> I got another vanilla ice. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, I did. Ronnie ice. Van Winkle. The white rap. <laughs> Ice, the white rap phenomenon. That's the first part of the sentence. I'm going to read it a third time. Ice, the white rap phenomenon, has really scared... I'm sorry, has really scored with his first album. First released on Ultrax Ultrax Records as Hooked. I didn't know that. It sold 40,000 copies. SBK Records bought it and re-released it under the title To To Be Stream, which had six additional cuts. Ice Ice Baby, the first single release, was the first ever rap song to hit number one on the Billboard pop charts. Is that true? Yeah. Hammer didn't even do that? No. Wow. No, not on the pop charts. Yeah. Because white. I, uh, I've i come back around. There was a point when I was a kid where I thought, you know, Ice Ice Baby was the biggest thing in the yeah. world. And then I heard Under Pressure on the radio and was like, oh, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. And then it was under pressure. I'm like, what is this? This isn't the song I wanted to hear. Yeah. And then for a long time after that, I was like, well, under pressure, of course, is the better song. Now I know that ice that uh, vanilla ice sucks, and that song's not good. And under pressure is great. Yes. But now at 39, 
I like Ice Ice Baby better again. No, how dare you? Yes. Oh my god. That's how much I don't like Queen. Wow. That is if a I, hot, hot take. If I if I if I hear that opening baseline now, I'm like, oh hey, great, it's under pressure again. A song I've heard thirty thousand times in my life. Great. But then I start to hear that little bitty change. <laughs> yeah. I mean That makes it not the, the same, same, but it's different. And I realize, wait a minute, this is vanilla ice. <laughs> And I get excited. It's not the same. Because you don't hear that song very often at anymore. all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. There goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's different. It's not the same. It's not the same. The greatest excuses I've ever heard. And the shit-eating grin on his face when he says it. Like, I know that this is bullshit. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, your turn. that Robert Van Winkle. I got, oh, hell yeah. And look at this picture. Eddie Money. Oh, ooh, that's a pick. <laughs> God damn you. Yeah. Eddie Money's great. Hell yeah. Fuck. Love me some Eddie Money. Uh. All right. New York City cop by day, entertainer by night. Eddie Money finally, you didn't know he was a New York no. City cop? Yeah. Eddie Money finally gave his full attention to singing rock and roll after winning a battle of the bands. His self-titled debut album in 1978 Combined two top 40 hit singles, Baby Hold On Great song. and Two Tickets to Paradise. Better song. I prefer Baby Hold On and I'm surprised that it it did better on the charts. Yeah. It went to number 11. Two Tickets was number 22. Oh, interesting. Uh, his sixth LP, Can't Hold Back, in 1986, yielded three more. Take Me Home Tonight, number four. I Want to Go Back, number 14. And Endless Nights, number 21. What's shaking? I, of those three, I think I only know Take Me Home Tonight. Uh, you know, I want to go back because I'm feeling so much older, but I can't go yeah, back. Yeah, maybe if I heard I it, know. I think so, yeah. It's VH1 song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie Money. Just he like is, Ronnie said. Be Eddie My Little Money Baby. Was, yeah. He was adopted by Cleveland, basically. Oh, really? Clevelanders love him. That makes a lot of sense. Love him. He was on the Drew Carey show for a while. They loved him so much. All right, yeah. It's a cool picture. Oh, I know you're not trading for that one. That one's going up on the bulletin board. Fuck. That's a good one. I might trade you. We don't know what else is coming up. We'll see. That's that's the big one right there. I mean, maybe I'll give you 24-7 spies. (laughs) All right. Oh, maybe. I got Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. Do you have Jimi Hendrix? I don't think so. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, classic. I think that's her Monterey Pop. Jimi Hendrix, 1942-1970, had a revolutionary influence on the development of rock music. Utilizing electronic feedback at high volumes, he made his guitar whine, bark, drone, hum, and sing. To this, he added flamboyant showmanship after playing his instrument behind his back or using his teeth and tongue to stroke the strings. The result electrified audiences wherever he performed with his trio, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yeah. Terrible bad name, but awesome. Yeah, name. bad, dumb bad name. But yeah. yeah, I can respect. I respect that. Oh yeah, I had a huge Jimi Hendrix phase. I'm sure. And I still love Jimi Hendrix. Might have to, might have to try to trade for that. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Taylor Dane. Oh, fuck you. God damn Taylor it. Dane. Ugh. Taylor Dane grew up and still lives, as of 1991, yeah. on Long Island, New York. She has been singing since early childhood, making her solo debut in the fourth grade with a rendition of Jacques Brel's Carousel. 
I've listened to all kinds of music my entire life, says Taylor. Hmm. When I was growing up, it all came through the little AM radio my father gave me. I remember turning it on and hearing Stevie Wonder singing Mon Cherie Amour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the end okay. of sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought there'd be more to that. He's looking so fine. I fucking on love that. Taylor Dane. Have we had this discussion, the, the uh, Tig Notaro? Oh, I mean, bit. classic bit. It's a classic yeah. bit. I, can, yeah. I can't get enough of that yeah. bit. Oh, boy. Love that. I need some good cards. I want two cards from you. Eddie and Taylor? Eddie and Taylor. Okay. We'll see what happens. I want that Jimi Hendrix. All right. Here we go. But I don't know if I'm willing to give up either of my. Who'd you get? Madonna. Ooh. Ooh, brunette Madonna, brunette too. Brunette Madonna. Like Madonna. Ooh, this is just interesting. This is just albums. <laughs> this is a list of albums. Oh. Madonna's Madonna. I'm sure she has multiple cards in the set. Yeah, I'm sure. Wait, then it goes to songs. Madonna, 1981. Like a Virgin, 1984. True Blue, 1986. You Can Dance, 1987. Like a Prayer, 1989. Breathless, 1989. And The Immaculate Collection, 1990, which contains 15 previous release cuts and two new ones. Mm -hmm. Films, Vision Quest. Great movie. Fucking love that movie. Mm -hmm. Desperately Seeking Susan. Also a good movie. Shanghai Surprise, horseshit. Who's that girl? <laughs> horseshit. Dick Tracy, horseshit. I like Dick Tracy. Oh, so bored. But bear in mind, I saw it in the theater twice when I was eight, yeah. seven or eight, and not since. So that makes sense. So in my mind, it's, it's great. great. It's very vibrant and fun. Yeah. Hot take: mm-hmm. Warren Beatty's overrated. I mean, sure. Is he rated for being like such oh, a yeah. great actor, or is he or just, just like know. as a Hollywood guy? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think a lot of young actors or it's, actors my age love him. It's a it's a uniquely weird movie. Though. Yeah, all those big stars yeah. and all that weird makeup. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm sure it doesn't hold up the way yeah. that like Batman 1989 does. Yeah, but, but yeah. Okay, let's look at the last card. We've got one of those bands you might have heard of in your book. Alias. Let me see. Look at those guys. Yeah, I don't think so. No. no Maybe. I, I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. Let's find out who they are. It all began in 1988. Because of course it did. When these enterprising and engaging musicians joined forces to record their self-titled debut album. A unique, aggressive, surging brand of rock and roll. <laughs> sure. Has kept the group in the public eye for three years <laughs> as yep. of this writing. Killing it. Their songs are often biographical and tell the story of the ups and downs of their private lives. Oh, boy. The band has changed and grown in the three years since their debut, adding new members who were all accomplished and established musicians. That's like... That was a lot of talking without saying was, anything. That was word salad. That was obligatory yeah. copy of, like, we got to write something about Alias. Just, just... <laughs> Just write something. It doesn't matter. It's got to go. We got to press it. This is a music band made up of musicians who banded together to form a group (laughs) and make music together. The music they make is music. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Woof. Yeah. That's a... That's a woofer. Yeah, they all look like they're 47 years old, too. Yeah, and they're probably like early 20s. Yeah, because that's how things were back then. Okay. So... I want Jimi Hendrix. Who else you got? Vanilla Ice. I got Vanilla Ice. I got 24 Seven Spies. I have Europe. I have Madonna. I have Jimi Hendrix. I want that Hendrix. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to play games with you. Everything's on the table (laughs) for either an Eddie Money 
or Taylor Day. Um, how would you like the Paul Butterfield Blues Band concert? Card? I'm gonna say hard pass. What What do you want to give? If you want to do a straight up, I'll take either one for Jimi Hendrix. I don't want to give up Taylor Dane or Eddie Money. I don't. Those are the only two I want. But I might have. Ooh, I might have brought a little something up my sleeve. Ooh. Would you take a Jody Watley? Ooh, can I see what else you have? You what saw else? that I have something else. Well, I saw because you pulled it out. I think you're like... gonna like what else I have if okay. Jody Watley doesn't tempt you. For Jimi Hendrix, I offer you. I'll be sure. <sighs> okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will remove the offer from Taylor Dane. Uh-huh. I will trade you Jimmy for Jody and Al for Madonna. And I'll even throw in 24-7 Spies. <laughs> uh, I'll take that trade. All right. I'll take that trade. Yes. You get Jody and Al. Oh, yes. Jody was short hair. I am still happy with this. Okay. Here's the Jimmy. Yeah. Here's the Madonna. Okay. I'm going to say, no disrespect to Madonna. You think you're giving me Jimmy and Madonna and throwing in 24-7 Spies. <laughs> you're actually giving me Jimmy and 24-7 Spies and throwing in Madonna. <laughs> the thing is, there's a I'm lot really curious about these dudes. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I got to read the Jody Wattleys. All right. I fucking love Jody Wattleys. You Want to Dance With Me, 1989, the title of an album compiling hits of Jody Wally, reflects her musical origins as a dancer on the TV show Soul Train and her former membership in the group Shalimar. Among her major hits are Looking for a New Love, Jam, Don't You Want Me, Jam, Some Kind of Lover, Jam, L-O-P-E-R, Jam, Most of All, Jam and Everything, Jam. How come all of her songs had the word jam at the end of them? <laughs> it's just branding. Yeah. Branding. <laughs> sure, branding. I'll be sure. Yeah. Underrated. Uh... Born in Boston, Al and his family relocated to Mount Vernon, New York. That's where he met Heavy D. That's what I'm saying, not the card. Mm -hmm. Where he first began writing and singing music. After teaming up with his cousin, Kyle West, after signing with Warner Brothers Records in 1987, he entered a talent search and was selected in a blindfold test by Quincy Jones to work with him on The Secret Garden. With the release of In Effect Mode, Al found himself with a multi-platinum record and international success. I think The Secret Garden came after that, if I'm not mistaken, but that's okay. I often refer to Fife Dog having that line in that one song, used to have a crush on Don from En Vogue. But the line that immediately precedes it is, my man Al B. Sure, he's in effect mode. Yeah. Used to have a crush on Don from En Vogue. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in effect mode is a classic, classic yeah. song. I have to say, as much as I would want to keep these two cards anyway, it's not just that it's Eddie Money and Taylor Dane, it's that they both look so fucking hot in, oh, in these yeah. pictures. They're both those stunning. Pictures. Those are great pictures. Those are, those are peak, both of them. Yeah, they're yeah, fly. By far. No, <laughs> no this was, a, I'm happy, I'm yeah. happy you pulled these out because these, these make me very happy. Yeah, well. Uh, it may not be fair, but I always bring a little no, extra no, something to turn to you so I can I, get what I want. <laughs> I... I'm so happy with Jody, and I'll be sure. Hell yeah. Very much so. Ugh, All right, now let's get down it. to business. Let's do it. Stop fucking around. This is going to be like one of those episodes of Game of Thrones that people refer to as like, ah, they're moving the pieces around. <laughs> yes. Nothing, nothing exciting is going to really result. 
No, but we have to do it to get where we're going to go. Yeah, it's all a journey. You have a winning streak of one. Yes. If you win tonight, you'll have a winning streak of two. And then maybe next time you'll have a chance at some candy. I'm going to try to reset it again. Yeah. But let's do how we do. Yeah, let's make it happen. Here are your cards. Here are mine. But I'm asking you first. No. You're asking me first. Because I'm the winner. Because you're the winner. Yes, and so you're picking from my section. That's my card. This is your card. Here we go. go. Cover notes. Yes. What crooner's label signed Jimi Hendrix in 67? What crooner's label signed <laughs> Jimi Hendrix in 67? That's amazing. That I should know this. I'm going to say uh, Tom Jones. Frank Sinatra's. I was going to say Sinatra, but I'm like... Uh, he's not British, and Jimi Hendrix gets started in Britain, so oh. that's why I talked myself out of it. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Mom, what was the only key Irving Berlin could play the piano in? Do you have a choice? Mm-hmm. C, G, or F sharp? What was the only key Irving Berlin could play C. the piano in C, G, or F sharp? C. F sharp. Okay. That's weird. Why is that weird? Because C is the key that has no flats or sharps in it, so it's, oh. it's the first one you learn. It's the easiest to play, so I figured if someone okay. could only play in one key, it would be C. See, that's a good that's a good thought process. Yeah. 50s. What does Dean Martin sing after, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie? That's Amore. Correct. 60s. That is Amore. What song unleashed Engelbert Humperdinck on the masses? I can think of only one Engelbert Humperdinck song, and it's not that one. Uh, but I'm going to have to say it. Fly High Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> Is that a song? Yes. But he, but he covered it for the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Oh, that's hysterical. I wish that were the answer, yeah. but it's not. It's Release Me. Never heard of it. Please release me. Yeah, let me go. I it's only terrible. Fly high lesbian seagull. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> All right. After Beatles, uh-huh. which Beatle noted of Elvis Presley's death, Elvis died the day he went into the army? That sounds like John. That could only be John. That is correct. Yeah. That does sound like John. No one would, no, none of them would say anything that cynical but John. <laughs> so you have two. Only two? Yes. Okay. You got... Uh, par. You got That's Amore and... Uh, Sinatra. And, Shit. Uh, anything goes. Mm-hmm. What poet singer often breakfasts at the Montreal coffee shop Shea Cookie? Leonard Cohen. How did you know that? Poet singer. And oh, then, And then okay. he's Canadian, so Montreal well just Well done. Yeah. You wouldn't... Oh, wait. That goes over here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you got par. You That's people par. with par. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, still, you Happy never know. Par. Happy okay. with par. 50%. <sighs> Cover notes. All right. What kinks smash is found on Lola versus Power Man and the Money Go Round Part 1? Lola. Yes. Okay. But also others. So that's a bullshit question. There's... We- was others? What do you mean? There are other hits from that album. Maybe they only seem like hits to me because I'm a king. Yeah, I think like, it's because that. Eight Man is on there. Strangers is on there. Don't know any of those. All right. Well, <clears throat> what Russian's piano concerto number one in B flat minor yielded Tin Pan Alley's concerto for two and Tonight We Love? Can you read it one more time? Then I'll probably have to look yes. at it. 
What Russian's Piano Concerto Number no. 1 in B-flat minor yielded Tid Pan Alley's Concerto for Two and Tonight We Love? Name that Russian. Okay. Tchaikovsky. Correct. <laughs> that was a fucking guess. You got two for two already. You only need one more to tie. You've right. got four questions. What Calypso craftsman's middle name is George? Harry Belafonte. It's a tie game. Ah! All right, you only need one more to win. Yes. And you have three chances. Who was the manager of the Dave Clark Five? Who is the manager of the Dave Clark Five? Mm -hmm. I don't know, so I'm going to say Dave Clark. That is correct. Ah! Yes! Two in a row! Four for four. Let's see if I can four run in a row. Oh, two games in a row. Yeah. yeah. Four questions in a row. Going for five here. After the Beatles, what president invited Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins to the White House to perform A Boy Named Sue? Okay. I, I have two guesses. I'm just, wait, uh, read it one more time. It's limited because you know the time period. Yeah. What president invited Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins to the White House to perform A Boy Named Sue? Nixon. Correct. All right. Going for a perfect score. Well, I want that perfect score. With one question left. What run from the machine heads to the bridge of a guitar? Siri. Multiple choice on that? No. What run? What run from the machine... I'm sorry, I, I read it a little wrong. What run from the machine heads to the bridge of a guitar? May, may I look at that? Yes. What run from the machine heads... What run... What, what run mm -hmm. from the machine heads to the bridge... Okay, I got it now. What run from the machine heads to the bridge of a guitar? Yeah. The strings? Six out of six. Yes! Ooh, it's been a while since someone ran the board. Yeah. Oh, I feel fucking great. Yeah, I kind of wish for you that that had won you the candy, but it does not. It does. That would have been that would have been a banner. We should think of a different prize for if you get six out of six. I mean, I got you. That's available any time you get six. That's not a bad idea. For yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's like almost, that. I think that's harder to do yeah, than I to win three in a row. I think is it's to get only happened. I think this is only the second time. I think you did it once. Yeah. A, a long time ago. And I know. wish I had a reward for you right that, now. I got Jody Watley now, be sure. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm going to let you take your pick of either Eddie Money or Taylor. No, Day. no, no. No, you earned no, something. You earned something. Give me the one you want less. Because I'll I tell want you them what. I'll tell you what. I'll hold them behind my back. You can pick either Fair my left enough. hand or my right hand. I'm left-handed, so I always go left. Okay. I don't know who this is. Which one did you get? Eddie Money. You got Eddie? All right. All right. All right. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Paul. Yeah, you earned something. Uh, and a Cleveland guy, guy from Cleveland. Yeah. Not really, but he's a doctor. I kind of want that one. You want to give me for Taylor Day? That's no, a good joke. She's fucking smoking there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Well done. Very happy. Two in a row. Two in a row. Next time is your chance for candy. Feeling real confident. Uh, yeah. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I'm not angry because I'm not losing candy yet. No, you know it's, I mean? only, it's only it's only aggravating when the candy's involved. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, ah, oh, fuck, goddammit. Yep. Yeah. But I'm not like that now. No. So hooray for you. Thank you, Paul.
But that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.